to see uh, you guys tonight to talk about some things. Um, what's up, guys? What's up, Key? What's up, Nisi? Glad to see everybody in the chat tonight, my my faithful and favorites. Let's see if I can kind of... Nope, excuse myself. Gotta be like that. Let's see, I can see my cowboys content posting back but anyways um and shout out because hopefully i can tell i got a new camera so anyway uh very excited for tonight guys uh i don't really have i'm gonna be honest with y'all well before we get started with the content please like the content please please like this video please share this video as well as please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you have not already done so. Please, please, please. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, I've gained a lot of subscribers over these past months. So shout out to all my new subscribers. If you guys are watching currently live or if you watch this back um, after I'm done live streaming, just want to let you guys know that I really appreciate you guys so much for subscribing, for valuing my content um, and rocking with me and helping me get new ideas and donating to my channel. Um, somebody that I wanted to shout out who donated to me recently, but I didn't get to shout them out in the show is, let's see if I got it, Antonio Reed. Shout out to you, Antonio. Um, I think you donated to me during the Star Chasers Girls Talk Ball show, but I didn't um, really get a chance to didn't really get a chance to see it during the show. So thank you so much for donating to me, guys. I really, really appreciate everything that y'all do for me, um, and appreciate you guys continuing to stay up to date with my content. Um, well. As I said, well, I didn't say it, but I don't have any fancy, fancy content or um, PowerPoints or anything today. I kind of just wanted to freestyle it, let you guys comment in the chat. I'm watching the chat closely, so if y'all have any questions or anything, y'all can ask me. Uh, but I'm just going to kind of go through my general thoughts about uh, the game and um because i named this episode it's called now or never now or never we are getting uh down to the point in the season where we only have three games left we have the dolphins on sunday then we have the um wait no, no, no. We have the Dolphins on. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So we have the Dolphins on Sunday. So that's Christmas Eve. Then next we have the Lions. And then after that we have the Commanders. And then that's it. Um, we will do a mini, mini celebration because we are in the postseason. I hope you guys can hear me good on the mic. But yes. Uh, we are in the post uh, the postseason. We have clinched for the third season in a row. Um, so I know there were some people talking about uh, Mike McCarthy being Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett could never. 
So <laughs> let's cool it on that. I know, you know, yesterday made a lot of people hot and upset, you know. I get it. It's not something, you know, that we wanted. This was not a type of uh, loss that we wanted going into December. I think that's fair, you know. Well, we're already into December, so we won our first December game, but we just lost it. So we did not want to lose any games into this in December or January. Of course, that would be the most favorable outcome for us. However, it just did not turn out that way. So that's unfortunate, but it's okay because we got to move forward regardless because we don't have much time to focus on this game. Maybe us as fans, maybe the players – focus a little bit too much on Philly. Um, maybe we got up, you know, too much for Philly and we just, but honestly, I'm going to give y'all, you guys, my unfiltered, <laughs> un undulterated star, um, what's it called? Undulterated commentary, right? So I'm going to start at the beginning of the game and go on down. So initially, you know, when I found when we didn't choose to get to receive the ball, little iffy about that decision because I think with the way our offense is playing and what we knew coming, the information that we knew coming into this game, which was we had to run the ball, right? We knew that. I said that if y'all saw my commentary on the the Star Shakers. Star Chasers Girls Talk Ball or the big star show or I joined last week Boss Land with Boss Cowboy and Landlord. Right? I said that the guys that needed to shine in this game was not Dak Prescott, was not CeeDee Lamb, was not Brandon Cooks, but was the running backs, Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, right? It needed to be those two backs. And it needed to be Jake Ferguson because the Bills, they are a team that sits in too high all game, right? This is a team that plays, they play a similar style as um, the, what is it? Where they basically, and I'm not saying they have the same scheme because when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, they're more so a cover for team right but they switched it up when they played us and pretty much played press man all game that kind of threw us off because they don't do that they're a cover four type of team right um they have been playing man a little bit more this year because of their defensive coordinator change i think steve wilkes right is instead of D'Amico ryan but they're a team that wants you to attack underneath just like the new york jets that's why the new york jets defense gives everybody problems because these are guys that sit back in coverage right? And they're going to make you dink and dunk. When we played the Carolina Panthers, they're the same way. They sit in too high, they sit in cover four, and they want you to dink and dunk it up the field. You can run the, you have to literally run the ball, right? Get them out of that deep coverage. And then that's when you can take your deep shots and stuff like that. So that was our game plan going in. You notice the way the first drive went, right? We're running the ball, right? Running, running, mixing in the pass here and there, but we it was clear we came there to run the ball. Unfortunately, what happens? We get a penalty. Tyler Smith. <laughs> Love Tyler Smith. Best left guard in the league this year. But that holding penalty was crucial. The holding penalty was crucial because that destroyed our drive. And that made us... That destroyed our drive and pretty much made us not um what am i trying to do i'm trying sorry guys i'm trying to turn up my volume okay there it goes but like that drive pretty much that, that that killed our first drive right got the penalty couldn't overcome gotta punt the ball right so we punt the ball uh Defense. Well, first of all, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because I didn't even talk about the defense. So the defense comes, immediately gets up a, 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 a touchdown. Now, they went to the red zone. We had them stopped. Demarcus Lawrence 
does roughing the passer. Now, was that really, when we look back at it, was it really roughing the passer? No. Like, it was barely any force at all. But when you study Josh Allen, should have known he's a flopper, right? So any type of force that you give to his body after the game, he's going to fall all down and act all kind of crazy because that's who Josh Allen is. So D-Law should not put himself in that position because that effectively gave them a new set of downs. They scored a touchdown, right? So the reason why I didn't like the whole defer thing is because it's like you're – if you know your game plan is that we need to control the clock, Mike, right? If you know your game plan is we need to control the clock, we need to run the ball, we need to take our deep shots as they're there, here, and there, right? Why would you defer? It just doesn't make sense. Why would you defer in that situation? Because you effectively let them take, let's, if we look at the box score, how many minutes did these guys take off the clock just in the first quarter alone? <laughs> like, oh man, let me go to it real fast. So, if we go to the play-by-play -play of the game, right? These guys literally took off. God, they took off so many minutes because when they scored that touchdown at six minutes and 54 four seconds left in the first quarter, I believe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking happened. Wait, is that right? Hold on. Yeah, because I'm thinking do, do, do. first and 10. Looks like we took they took off eight minutes, right? Eight to six minutes, just if I'm reading this right, just in the first quarter alone. Like it was clear that the Bills came there to run the ball to keep our offense off the field. You see, I had put on, if y'all follow me on X, I had put on X. The only way to stop Dak Prescott's offense was to keep it off the field. So that's clearly what they did. They beat us at our own game in this game. That's why it was a blowout the way it was, because they beat us at our own game. We both teams knew because of the weather, because of the team's pat the because of the team's defense playing style, we're gonna have to run the ball and control the clock. You can only run the ball and control the clock though if your defense is getting stops. Their defense was getting stops. Our defense was not. That's the really that's really the tale of the freaking game, right? So anyway, we end up having to punt the ball our first series. Okay, that's not the end of the world. It's still 7-0. Okay. Then the defense comes in, we force a three and out. Okay, great. We force a three and out, scores zero to seven. Offense has another series. What do we do? Pass, 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 three and out. <laughs> Literally. If that's not like, what is that? Like a script out of Killer Moore's book? I'm not understanding. See, in the second half, it's understandable why we had to go away from the run game. But in the first half in our second series, I don't know why we went away from the run game. There was zero reason to go away from the run game. Tony Pollard was killing it on that first drive. I mean, he gets four yards. Gets five yards. Right? Like, this is a guy that we were running about successfully. Pretty much the only thing that ruined it was the holding penalty that backed us all the way up. Right? And then we end up getting sacked on our third because now – we ran the ball on the second down after we got the holding penalty. Rico Dada lost two yards, so we're already on third down. We're third and 14. Try to pass the ball, that gets that. So that shows you as well, offensive line was not holding up well, right? But regardless of them not holding up well in the pass game, 
they were doing a good job in the run game. That's what we prepared for all week because the holes was open for Tony. It was there. And the fact that we didn't, we said, we should have said, okay, y'all got that first drive. We're about to still stick to our game plan. But for some reason we went pass, pass, pass. I have no idea why we did that. I don't know. Now I haven't had a chance. Um, I have not, I did not rewatch, um, rewatch the game again. Right. Um, with like the all 22 film, because I watched mine through NFL plus. And when I tried to look at it, it was still not up. So, um, unfortunately I don't have like the, the sneak, the plug that gets us all the NFL games. But anyway, um, regardless of that, we didn't need to stop running the ball. And we did. So that's an issue. Again, I haven't watched the back, so I don't know if this was called runs, but that kicked out of it. I have no idea. Um, I know there's some analysts or whatever saying that it seemed like Dak kicked out of a few plays that he he did pre-snap. But when I saw Dak check out of plays, I saw him checking the run. So I really just don't know. Like I said, I have to go back and watch the film and verify that. But either way, we should have ran the ball in that second series. If we do, we likely at least get three. Okay, but we don't. We do pass, 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 Kellen Moore style. We get three and out. Okay, now we're moving. Now the defense comes up. And I think the defense literally gets another stop. And then what happens? <laughs> defense gets another stop. And you know what happens? Sam Williams. Wait, is this the Sam Williams? Yeah, I think it is. Let's see. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. We literally got him off the field in four and eight. Four, four, you know, three and eight, get him off the field. Sam Williams commits a penalty. This is what I'm going to say about Sam Williams. At this point, I appreciate his tenacity. I appreciate him wanting to make plays. But the kid is literally hurting us more than he's helping us at this point on special teams. I'm not saying take him out of the defensive lineup. Uh, but what I am saying is this whole gunner thing is special teams, it, it's got to go. We cannot have those penalties going into the postseason. Those, those are things that literally lose you games. We just can't afford it. We cannot afford to have him being the gunner being the, the the pump blocker, we can't afford to have it. He doesn't know what he's doing. He is a wild card. He's like a Dante. I call him and Dante Fowler are wild cards, right? They're great in pass rush. They can get you some plays, but they also get stupid penalties all the time. Look it up. I'm not lying. All the time. Fowler and Fowler and Sam Williams, literally, I believe they lead our team defensively in penalties. We cannot have. I think Tyler Smith leads it on the offense and Sam Williams or Dante Fowler leads it on the defense. Like we just cannot, we, we can't afford to have him in that position. And the thing is that was a call. And what's crazy is Sam literally almost blocked it, but he literally left his feet and like tried to sumo attack him. I have no idea what Sam Williams was doing. And it's like bones. If you're going to call that right there, why not get your specialist Dorrance Armstrong, who's known to block field goals and punts, why wouldn't you put him in that position? I, 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 it, it makes zero sense to me. But at this point, and then John Fossil admitted he got his ass chewed out by Mike McCarthy because he wasn't supposed to do that in the first place. He did not clear with Mike. He just called it. Then, after that stupid decision he made, the Bills go up 14-0. Okay, now that's when Mike and Dak really started getting it, and Schottenheimer really started getting in the paint. Okay? So, after they go up 14-0, we get the ball back with, like, five minutes left in the second quarter. So, in the first half, guys we only had the ball 
one, two, three, four positions. We only had the ball four positions in the first half. After they scored a touchdown, we go down, we get three points. The Bills proceed to score again. And I think this was, what was this when they scoring? Drive. Yeah, this is the one I believe where Cook scores via the passing game on the Moncler. I don't know if y'all play Madden, but if you do play Madden, you'll not, you're not saying what I'm talking about. You know on Madden how if you don't fix your depth chart, if you don't put your sub linebackers in the right position and stuff like that, it'll just have random players in random positions. That's how Dan Quinn runs his defense. And honestly, I'm quite sorry. His name is Dan Moore. He got his name back last week, and I got to take it away again. That is how Dan Moore runs his defense. where he literally just allows the CPU, the computer, to have these players in random positions that they should not be. Nothing about the moan clock. First of all, if you're facing just a normal running back, you can put them on clock on them because that's not really a running back with great hands. You know, they may catch like a swing pass them at the backfield, but they're not really a threat. If you looked at Buffalo's film, you should have seen that when Joe Brady became the offensive coordinator, he started running the offense through Cooks. So why you had a tradition, I don't care. Just because Damone runs a four, a low four, four, that doesn't matter, Dan Quinn. You have to have coverage skills. James Cook is literally like a wide receiver running back. He's like a Christian McCaffrey type, a Tony Pollard type. You don't have Damone Stiff Pips Clark covering that type of guy. On Cooks, you need a cornerback or a safety. So that assignment should have been to Marquise Bell or, I don't know, Wanye Thomas. Or, I don't know, Micah Parsons. Y'all remember when we played, I don't know if y'all remember, but go back and watch the game when we played the Giants the second time. Y'all remember how Micah was, he was upset because he wanted to get in on the sack, the sack fest. But the reason why the Giants couldn't score points is because Micah eliminated, he erased Saquon Barkley. He erased him. That's a similar game plan that you should have formulated, Dan Quinn. You should have said, I need somebody to, this guy, James Cook is so important. I need somebody to erase him. Because if we erase him, that forces the Bills to put the ball in Josh Allen's hands who's now, according to Cam Newton, a game manager because his team is literally saying, hey, Josh, we know you can make plays here and there, but let's literally take the ball out of your hands and we just want you to not throw a pick. That's it. We just want you to not throw a pick because you could clearly see if the Bills had to live in, we're going to make Josh Allen pass, they would have gotten destroyed just like every other quarterback you would have gotten destroyed. Do you think Joe should call defense for a quarter next game? Nisi, I've been saying this for a while, but I'm out on Dan Quinn. I'm completely out on him. And that's really the reason why I need, I know people say it's far-fetched, but I feel like the only way Dan Quinn's gone is if we win a Super Bowl. Because <laughs> I feel like for some reason, he's just going to keep staying around. He's going to want to keep staying around and see if he can make it work with. I want him out of here. I want him out of here. I'm done with Dan Quinn and his stunts and his weird packages. and him. He's literally Dan Moore because he literally wants to be a guru. 
He wants to be this defensive guru that has all these hybrid crazy packages and I'm going to have Micah defensive tackle and I'm going to stun out my defensive tackles at the goal line and I'm going to have my safe, my favorite Donovan Wilson and J. Ron Curtis are going to come up and stop the run against 300 pounds. It's nuts to me. And he has cost us in every big game we've had. He has cost us. We would have already lost five games. Do y'all forget the Seahawks game? The defense was terrible. Terrible. Like, his inability, common sense would say, when Trayvon Diggs went down in the first place, but you know what, Dan Quinn, he's wanted to try to make the Ron Bland great, right? That's what he wanted to do. There was no need for that because we have a former defensive player of the year on our team. It, when Diggs was here, it was Diggs cornerback one, Stefan cornerback two. When Diggs goes out, it should have been Stefan cornerback one, Bland cornerback two. But what did Dan Quinn do? Say, oh, I'm going to make Bland my cornerback one. For what and for why? When Diggs went out, you start having you need to start playing the matchup game. That's what you need to play. So you have to match personnel with personnel. That's what my brother taught me when he first shout out to G West when he first taught me started teaching me the concepts of football. He was like, first thing you need to look at when you're picking plays, you got to match personnel on personnel. If there's three wide receivers out there, you're gonna need three defensive backs. <laughs> Right? Something crazy that Dan Quinn continued to do dur during this game was, and I, I thought there was some random Bills account that popped up on my timeline, but he was really breaking down the game. And he said, this is crazy from Dan. He, this was a Bills commentator saying this was crazy of Dan Quinn. He kept running out light boxes. He stayed in the dime in the nickel packages. When it was clear that the Bills were not going to throw the ball. He continued to have Michael on the edge when it was clear the Bills were not going to throw the ball. This is the type of stuff that I'm talking about with Dan Quinn. He doesn't make it at this point. You can book it now. You can screen record this, whatever. I don't care. If we don't make it far in the playoffs, it will be because of Dan Quinn. Just like last year, if we didn't make it deep, it was going to be because of Kellen Moore. And what do you know? It was exactly because of Kellen Moore. Dan Quinn is continuing to get outsmarted. And it's not even just in the, with the best in the game. The Seahawks game, who was that offensive coordinator? We don't know. Joe Brady, he wasn't even the offensive coordinator. He just got moved into the position. Like, the, everybody that's facing Dan Quinn is not offensive geniuses. They're just doing basic football. Hey, look at what the Cardinals did. Remember when the Cardinals just ran the ball down our throats and we couldn't stop anything? That's exactly what we'll do. The Bills disrespected us because even the Cardinals, like, got play action. The Bills didn't even bother to pass the ball they literally just kept running the ball down our throats so we're gonna put majority of blame on something or somebody it's gonna be on dan quinn did the offense do what they needed to do no but we already knew the offense had to live in the dink and dunk we're gonna run the ball world once those penalties happened and we went down 21 to 3 in the first half, we could not run the ball anymore. The Bills had us right where they wanted us. And we want to talk about Dak Prescott this and Dak Prescott that. Did Dak Prescott miss Brandon Cooks? Yes, he did miss Brandon Cooks. But, dude. Every freaking a quarterback, including the ones that y'all say is better than Dak, miss throws game in and game out. Everybody misses throws. Everybody misses throws. So your quarterback is not going to be perfect. He's not going to be perfect, right? 
And on top of that, where his freaking offensive line is breaking down. And then if you listen to Mike McCarthy's presser this morning, he said, or this afternoon, he said they did a terrible. When I watched the, the All-22, I'll be able to confirm. But he's like, we were terrible above the 2.3, offensively and defensively. Offensively, we weren't getting open above the 2.3. The issue with Dak was there was nowhere to go with the ball. Everything was covered. Every freaking thing was covered. <laughs> Like, the commentators kept saying it like, I've listened to other content creators who have the film already. They're like, yeah. This wasn't a game where it's like, oh, Dak, you just missing it. It was no one was open, but we expected no one to be open because the Bills sit in too high, in four high. And another thing they were running on us, which is really more even more difficult, is they were running cover two men. So not only were so they had our men locked up in man, and then also had the ability to take away the two deep ball because you, I mean the deep ball because you have two safeties just sitting up there. <laughs> like it was a recipe. It really was a recipe for disaster on both sides of the ball because both sides of the ball had to complement each other in order for us to win this game. And I said, this was a game where I believe we, it could have been a blowout for either team. It depended on who's going to play the cleanest, right? And it depended on who's going to be able to control the clock, right? Who's going to be able to control the clock and limit mistakes. But anyway, I'm going to keep talking to y'all. Uh, we'll take a break right here. Maybe you can come in and do the Blast Artist of the Week. And then I'll answer, answer y'all's questions, I think, in the next half. <laughs> All right. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Blast Artist Spotlight is my man, Chris White. And this is called I Said What I Said. Let's check it out. said what I said, I am not afraid of my baby, man, baby, man, dog, if you're scared, Said on black, black, like Bernie Mac. I am not a friend, I'm a manly man. Maybe get a dog if you scared. Cats stay on the porch, I only run with thoroughbreds. I said what I said on black, black, like Bernie Mac. I am not a friend, I'm a manly man. Maybe get a dog if you scared. Cats stay on the porch. Dear racism. Let me be transparent, no more Mr. Nice Guy, I am not my grandparents, fed up, enough is enough, like for real what's up, both middle fingers up, we've been waiting on Dr. King's dream, but that knee on Floyd's neck, got me leaning more towards Malcolm X, by any means, and you ain't seen nothing yet. You reap what you sow, so you know what to expect, ho. What you expect, I have supreme intellect. So when I call you out your name, it's with all disrespect. Since you wouldn't heed when we try to peaceful protest, now we're gonna need you to shut up and cut the check. Too many victims to name, so sick of the attacks. And no amount of reparations could ever bring them back. Now before you fix your mouth to talk about them bootstraps, know this whole mother was built on my ancestors' back. You probably say I'm not a Christian. And then my words lack tact So in Jesus name I pray your grandbabies be black When you can't sleep and count sheep I hope they be black And in your dreams see me kicking this rap at the deep pack In a room filled with brothers and sisters we be packed Screaming wake up thirsty your coffee and tea black Like a Tootsie Roll whatever you think you see black Ever haunted by the ghosts of those murdered in ski masks Shame that they had to die to be free at last Land of the free huh we don't believe that no matter how low the price go, keep your gas And unless I'm buying black, I'ma keep my cash Collectively, let me speak on the black people's behalf You wouldn't listen, now you wanna talk, we'll pass Y'all funny like Harlem Knights making us laugh Like Deloise kiss our entire year I said what I said, I'm black, black, like Bernie Mac I am not afraid, I'm a manly man Maybe get a dog if you scared Cats stay on the porch, I only run with thoroughbred Yeah I said what I said, I'm black, black, like Bernie Mac I am not afraid, I'm a manly man
maybe get a dog if you scared Cats stay on the porch, I only run with thoroughbreds I said what I said I'm black, black like Bernie, man I am not afraid I'm a manly man Get a dog if you scared I only run with thoroughbreds I said what I said Black, black like Bernie, man I am not afraid I'm a manly man Maybe get a dog if you scared with thoroughbreds now say his name say her name say his name no justice That was my man, Chris White, with I Said What I Said. And if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or even an up-and-coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free. But Blast is also looking for those that love music. You can also go to BlastMusic247.com, register as a fan, and have access to hundreds and hundreds of independent music. Blast is changing the industry one artist at a time. Back to you, Star. Thank you, Veep. Okay. Anyway, I figured it out because I was like looking on my phone at the game, right? And so it tells you each how how long each drive was. So literally in the first half, we only had one. We supposed to come in here and control the clock. We only had one drive, one long drive in the first half. You know how long that was? Four minutes. Well, that's not true. The longest drives when we got that field goal was five minutes and 39 seconds. So we had two long drives. The opening drive, four minutes, we got no points. And then when we got the field goal, five minutes. That that's <laughs> that's what we had in the first half. And in the second half, ran six plays. And what was crazy was we knew we had to come out, we had to score points. Why Mike and Dak and Schottenheimer thought on that third and one that we needed to do a shot play? I know a lot of people were blaming Dak, saying that Dak kicked into it, but Dak said Mike literally called that. Now, Dak agreed to it, but Dak talking about he was excited for it. They really thought it was going to work. It did not work. It was a disaster. Our offensive line got beat so bad. I think it was TJ Bass got beat so bad, like he couldn't even get off the ball. And, I, and somebody put out the highest graded on offense was Tony Pollard and Tyler Bionish. And the lowest graded was Dak Prescott and Zach Martin. I said, listen, anytime Tyler Bionish is the best on offense, you know that was a horrible day. That was a terrible day. So we literally had that one drive in the second quarter where we got no points. We had to punt. And after that, the game was over. That was that was over because when we got the ball back, they the Bills took up the whole. They had an eight minute drive after we had to punt coming back in, so they pretty much took up the entire third quarter. We were down three possessions, and on that eight minute drive, they got three points. So we and when we came back after the Bills took up all that time, we had a two minute drive for a negative eight yards. Then a seven-play drive, Dak throws the pick, just trying to force them at this point, and game's over. And then we had a five-minute drive with garbage time, 15 plays, 80 yards. So this was a game, all in all, where we literally just simply got beat at our own game plan. And you want to know why we got beat at our own game plan? That's why I'm not really focused too much on the offense, right? Or we'll say this about the offense. I don't know why Mike decided to come into this game with no motion. Now, 
I can understand if you thought, okay, it's going to be bad weather. Okay, Mike. That's why you have to have a plan A and a plan B. <laughs> because he was calling plays so conservatively in the first half, and he admitted himself the weather wasn't even a factor in the first half. It didn't start raining until they came in after halftime. So that's what's crazy to me. It's like, why are we still calling? Why were we calling plays as if it was horrible conditions outside in the first half? Why did we stop running the ball in the first half? There was no reason at all to start running the ball in the first half, besides when that last drive, because we only had a couple of minutes left, we needed to go down. But even then, I feel like we we could have still ran the ball then because we could have took longer. Because we ended up giving the Bills back the ball literally in the first quarter. Because after we scored that field goal, yeah, we gave the Bills back the ball. They score a touchdown. We get the ball back, punt. And then the Bills get the ball back to end the half. Like, there was zero reason to get off of our game plan in that first quarter. That mean that first half. Zero reason. So, literally, that was just a classic case of Mike panicking, I feel like. And this is the third game he's panicked to me. Well, I don't think he panicked in the San Fran game. I think they just really thought that game plan was going to work. I don't know why, but they thought it was going to work. It was horrible. But I know the game plan versus the cards, he panicked. He admitted to that because that's the game that we had three starters out on the offensive line. And then in this game, I think he just panicked the way that the game went where they thought, okay, we got we to gotta put points up. But it's like, Mike, you know this type of defense. Stick to the game plan in this type of game. You got to stick to – in this type of game, because of the way that defense played, you needed to stick to the game plan. You only deviate from the game plan if we could not run the ball. We were running the ball great. <laughs> so there was no reason to do that. But anyway, we couldn't keep it up. We couldn't get back to it because our defense was getting obliterated on the ground. It was literally the Cowboys versus the Rams. Remember the 2018 playoffs? That's exactly what it was. 200, 200, how many yards? I'm sorry. Uh Uh-oh, hope y'all can see me. Let me look up how many yards they had. I mean, gosh, being set. Let's see. They had, how many rookies? 266 rushing yards the Bills had. 266. So it wasn't just James Cook. All of their running backs was running on us with these. And why was that happening? Because of Dan Moore. Because of Dan Moore refusing to get a package on the field that could actually stop the run and stop those pulling tackles and those pulling guards from literally obliterating us. They just kept doing it over and over and over because Dan refused to get out of He refused to get out of Don. It's like he just kept thinking. It's like, Dan, at this point, sell out to stop the run, dog. Like, sell out. <laughs> you got to sell out at this point. Because he's, they're basically telling you, if you don't get out of this defense, we're going to keep running the ball. The same thing we were trying to do to the Bills' defense. If you don't get out of this defense, I'm going to keep running the ball on you. We got to be at our own game. That's just the end of it. I don't think it was the players were soft. Right? I think the players came in here trying to prove a point once again, just like Sam Fran, and we got punched in the mouth. Because we're trying to win, we're, we're trying to win the fist fight game. That's what we were trying to win. We're trying to win the fist fight game and the in the in the in the physicality game, but you have to have disciplined aggression. We didn't have disciplined aggression in this game. Then you got coordinators going off script. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you going off script with a guy that you know is a hothead. You cannot trust him. Bones, if you're gonna do that without authority from Mike McCarthy. Get Doris Armstrong to do it, who is a specialist at that. You don't get Michael Parsons. I mean, sorry, not Michael Parsons. You don't get it. Hell, you could even use Michael Parsons right there. If if anything, you can DA Michael Parsons, one of the corners. 
anybody but Hothead Sam Williams. It's like you're just too busy trying to prove a point with Sam Williams. And y'all want to get him involved and do all of this stuff, but he's too much of a hothead. He cannot be trusted. I don't want I don't want him on special teams any longer. I'm done. I'm done with Sam Williams on special teams. Please get him off. He's hurting us more than he's helping us. He's hurting us more than he's helping us. Okay. Ultimately, I named this show Now or Never. Adjustments have to be made. Nisi, you asked me if Joe Witt should, should call the plays. I, 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 at this point, we need whatever needs to be done. We need to happen whatever needs to be done, right? People talk about, let's get um, Yandama, Yandama Gansu. I'm fine with go, going to get Sue. We can get him to help, right? We can get him to help. But stopping the run is about discipline and want to. Simple as that. Discipline and want to. I bet you if I watch the film, it's going to look very, very Cardinals game where everybody's trying to make a play instead of just playing their assignment. That's the problem with this defense. Just play your assignments. You see, when they played their assignments versus Philly, they held the team to six points. This is what I was saying. I said, if the defense, if this team showed up like we knew they could show up, we was going to blow the Bills out. But what did they do? Playing totally uncharacteristic. And that has been an issue. We play air uncharacteristic on the, on the road on both sides of the ball. Can't get takeaways on the road, even though we did get a takeaway, but Mike didn't call it. Listening to how Mike responded about it, he said, hey, when I make those decisions, I do things. Mike is very, he does things the same way. So we're looking like they're running to the line. Da, 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 da. Like, duh, just throw the flag, just throw the flag. But Mike's like, that's not how I do my, that's not how I do my challenges. We don't do our challenges unless we have clear picture from up top. Up top tells us, throw the flag. That's it. And I'm sure the way the game was going, Mike was probably thinking, we need to save, we need to conserve our timeouts because this game is going badly and we need to score points. So that's just one of those things where it's like, there's just certain football a lot of the times is also a cat and mouse game and it's just Mike didn't win on that decision right but he's also made decisions that people have crucified him for and he and he's won the game think about it okay why didn't we go for it um when we got that field goal in the first half like why didn't we go for it remember in the Philly game See, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all remember in the Philly game when we said, if we just had to kick the field goal every time, we win the game. Mike, so Mike's probably trying to think, okay, let me use my prior knowledge. Let me not force it. Let me not, let me not force it. Let me just get the points here. We probably can build a drive. We can win the game by three points because I'm going to choose to take my points here and not allow them to have complete momentum if they stop us. The game was not going our way. So it was just one of those situations where it was damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like we And we have to realize that when it comes to coaches. These are split-second decisions, right? If y'all watch, um, I think it's Stargazer on, here on my channel, Stargazer Sports Podcast, part three. It's either part two or three. Um of my series on Mike McCarthy, we go into the whole game management issue. You know, is it Mike issues, is other coaches issues and all of that type of stuff, you know? And we went into that. And I read y'all a whole article about how these are split-second decisions and, and what goes into these decisions and how other guys have had way worse issues with managing the clock and all that stuff than Mike McCarthy. So I think we just got to cool it on that. But the thing that we cannot cool it on is Dan Quinn. 
because I really, really believe in my heart that if we don't go deep in the playoffs, it's going to be because of Dan Quinn. Because if we have to go and we have to play the 49ers again, number one, offense, no more no more games without motion. We we did it in the Philly game. We did it in other away games. I can't remember all the ones, but we we did it in the Chargers game. We started using motion. Like we can't go completely motionless because our guys are not guys where they're just going to simply beat guys off the line every time. If people are playing contested and close to the vest like they were, and that's what they were doing. They basically took a variation of Philly's game plan and San Fran's game plan. Like, hey, just play these receivers tight. That's why they went into a different defense. It wasn't just cover two zone, right? They went into cover two man because they're like, oh, we can actually get these receivers as well. We just man them up. If you don't use motion and you try to get your guys open because you have to do man beaters, you got to do man beaters if you want to beat man. You can't just say, line up and run this crossing route. Line up and run this. Like, that's not how it works. Like, you got to do rub routes to get people off their 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 mark, right? You got to do rubs. You got to do motion to get the defense off, off kilter, like, to get distraction. Like, you literally just lined up. Just like you did in San Fran and said, hey, my guys are going to beat your guys. And, like, that is not today's NFL. Everybody is a super athlete. This isn't the 90s anymore. <laughs> this isn't the 90s where my guys can just beat your guys. Like, that doesn't work anymore. Every side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball is incredibly fast. They're incredibly faster. They're physical. They're different. This is totally different defensive players than what played in the 90s and the early 2000s and the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. It's just you have to evolve. That's why we evolved our offense. So while we thought we was going to go into Buffalo and have no motion plan in case we got behind, it's beyond me. But, hey, we, we are glad. The silver line is we're glad that this happened now while we still have games left. Because we'd rather this happen now than happen in the playoff. I will say this. We know Mike adjusts after every loss. I'm not concerned about Mike. I, we are, I just laid out, gave my whole thoughts about why we didn't look good on offense. We could only look good on offense if we controlled the clock, ran the ball, and took our shots because of that type of defense. And our defense couldn't get a stop. So if your defense can't get a stop, you got to change your game plan. And that's where we should have had a counterpunch on offense, but we didn't have a counterpunch. So that's that's the issue with the offense. I'm not worried about Dak. Some people said Dak is out of the MVP race. Okay. It is what it is, though. They didn't want Dak to win anyway. So it was always going to be a long shot. We, you know, had to come out perfect. Uh, Dak had to finish out perfect in order to win it because if there was any question mark, you know, if anybody else could be questioned to be in there, like a Brock Purdy, you know, who's pretty much got it on in easy mode because he has the best offensive coordinator in football, but whatever, we won't talk about that. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, but yeah, that's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's out of the MVP race. That's all right. It is what it is. Am I disappointed in that? Yes. But um, <laughs> Nisi, you crazy. You said Joe looked disgusted. I didn't see that, but Joe Witt is a different type of different type of guy, and he'll he'll have this defense in check because he's not trying to be buddy buddy. Oh, Dan Quinn's my cousin, my my uncle. Like he's not trying to be any of that type of BS. He's he's a real actual football coach. Dan Quinn, to me, is a coordinator that just simply relies on his talent, and he's just like Kellen Moore, where he has his scheme and his game plan, and he's not changing it. Like, I really think the only – and I don't – I mean, it's, this is just a theory. I don't know. But I really think that the only reason why Dan Quinn made the adjustment in the Seahawks game and put 
Gilly on DK is because Mike likely told him adjust now. <laughs> Otherwise, Dan Quinn would have just kept rolling with it. He's going to bounce back. You know how Dan Quinn is. I've I've had enough of Dan Quinn. I am out on uh, look at me. Get, I, I, I am out on Dan Moore. I'm out. On Even if he improves and da da da, da and we win Super Bowl, thank God I still want him gone. He's got to go. <laughs> He's got to go. Let him go, Coach Carolina or Colts or whatever. I, Raiders. I don't care where he coaches. I just don't want him in Dallas any, any longer. He's got to go after this year. I'm ready for Joe Witt. Al Harris, I think both of those are formidable candidates that can really help us. But Dan Quinn, and you know, this is really also going to come down on Mike as well. Like, Mike, you need to tell Dan Quinn, first of all, you're the head coach. Dan Quinn is your coordinator. You need to go and tell Dan Quinn the, the, the these exotic defenses and stuff, Dan's got to stop. We've got Miami on Sunday who is the number one rushing attack. Now, we it's different because they will attack – they run the ball, but they do attack differently, right? They're not a power run scheme like the Bills was doing us. They're more of a, like, you know, zone concepts and in the rounds and all that type of stuff, which I really do feel like we're going to be way better at because we have the linebackers that are predicated on running sideline to sideline and stop the speed, right? We basically have two-wheel linebackers in Damone Clark – and um, Marquise Bell. So the, the 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 Dolphins scheme is better for us to handle. But that power run bully ball that that Arizona and the Bills and really the um, well no because even the 49ers scheme is not like that. In the past two to three outings with the 49ers, they don't really run on us like that because we can stop pretty much like those zone type of schemes where it's basically like the back has to find the hole so like that we're really good at stopping that and that's because that's what we've mostly faced all year that's why the run game has hadn't really been a problem but that's because we forgot about the arizona game if somebody chooses to play bully ball on us this dime package doesn't work and dan quinn doesn't have a counter i'm not worried about this because miami's not about to change their scheme or do bully ball mcdaniel even though he used to be a run game corner and all this stuff, he likes to pass the ball a lot. It's very exciting for him. <laughs> so he will be passing the ball, okay? Um, He's going to try to run it right, but he will he will be passing. He he will be passing the ball. And like I said, the, the scheme is a lot better for us. The, the, the type of run scheme is better. So I do expect us to bounce back. Um. This team always bounces back. If we don't bounce back, you know, I'll be shocked. But it's in the end of the world because you're going to have to just move right on to to the Lions game because now the Lions are a team. They are power, and they will run the ball down your throat. And they're very nasty, and they're very physical, and Jameer Gibbs is really taking off. And I forgot their other running back, but he's also been a terror this year. So, you know. We're, we are lucky in the sense that the football guys, they gave us, they made, if we had won this game, Dan Quinn would not fix anything. And I think the football guys is like, ah, oh, y'all got to lose one more so that we can show you, like, you still have a major problem. Dan Quinn, Dan Moore, you have a major problem. And you need to adjust. And now all the TV analysts on the three and four letter network is exposing you, Dan Quinn. They're exposing you. You're getting exposed. Are you going to do anything about it? If he don't do nothing about it, he needs to – I'm with Nisi. He needs to get play calling taken right out of his hands. And Nisi, it's possible Miami could go – they're going to test us. We have to be able to stop the run, period. Every team now is going to test us because – why get my quarterback hurt and why allow my quarterback to look like a bum against this pass rush, which most quarterbacks do, if I can just run the ball down y'all's freaking throats. So I don't know what they're going to do this week, but an adjustment needs to be made and it needs to be now or never. Because if it's not made now, if we don't make the adjustment now, we're not going to just magically make this adjustment in the, in the, in the postseason. 
because right now we need, and I think Philly is already up on Seattle. We need Philly to lose versus Seattle, and we need them to lose one of those games against the Giants to be in play to win the division because we sit here and lost versus the division. So now our fate is really in the hands of Philly, which they're not they're not a great team right now, but <laughs> they're probably unless Gino can be Gino who when he played us, they're probably gonna beat beat the um the Seahawks, which means we're gonna likely be on the road and we're a totally different team on the road than we are at home. That's that's the narrative, but unfortunately it's true. And we're going to be on the road. And we're going to have to play the fifth seed. We're going to play the Bucks, and we're likely going to blow them out. And then we're likely going to have to go face the number one seed who will be the San Francisco. This is It's really setting up for this to be the exact same, unless one of the higher seeds like the Lions or Philly gets got. That's the only way. If the Lions or Philly gets got, then we ain't going to have to face the 49ers if we the fifth seed. We won't have to see them to the divisional. But if the Lions don't get got and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles don't get got, we're going to have to go right back to, um, what is that, Levi's Stadium? So Cowboys better fix and they better fix fast. They better make adjustments and they got to make adjustments now or now. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for being in the chat with me. Love you guys so much. Please like this video. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't already. Please share the video. Share my content. Help me get my content out there. I really appreciate you guys rocking with me in the chat. Let me make sure I didn't miss any things. I feel like Oh, Key, there's one question. I'm going to answer this and then I'm going to sign off. He says, should we reevaluate re the front seven? Yes. Dan Quinn, these exotic packages needs to stop. I only want to see exotic packages literally on third day. That's it. <laughs> like, these exotic packages have got to stop. We need these next couple of games. We need to put Evans in. Evans went in in this Bills game and made an a, a impact play immediately at the goal line. We need to put Evans in. Damone and Bell, one of them's got to take a back. And, honest, and also, we need to get Curse off the field. And see, this was the issue last week that nobody talked about. It's going to be the last thing I say, I promise. I'm with that. But this was the issue last week. You see, last week, Michael Gallup had a, had a big game, right? But did y'all see him in the lineup this week? No. <laughs> see, Mike knew, you know, the situational, the game is just going like this, but I'm not about to sit here and make Michael Gallup the guy again. You see, when the, when the, when the guys who were having trouble, our safeties, stepped up last week, that gave Dan Quinn everything he freaking needed, even though he had them in bad position all night and they made some crazy plays, like J. Ron stopping that touchdown with A. Brown. That doesn't happen nine times out of ten. But because they stepped up last week, Dan Quinn took it at, oh, you see my guys are fucking great. I don't need to make any adjustments. I don't need to do anything. It'll just stepped right on up. That's the issue. I'm tired of I'm tired of damn more, bro. We need to make some adjustments. We need to make some just adjustments fast. Because like I said, we only got three more games. And then it's the postseason. When we can clap for ourselves, we made the postseason three, three years in a row. That's all good and great. But it ain't gonna amount to nothing if we just get early first round exited once again. Our first or second round exited again. Like we we need to at least make it to the NFC championship. Do we need luck? Yes, we're going to need some luck. But we also just need to do better on the road. Period. But anyways, thank you guys. Thank you, Nisi. Thank you guys so much. Um, Y'all have a blessed night. Um, and uh, 
We'll see see you guys soon on uh, tune in to Star Chasers Girls Talk Ball, which is every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And then also find me on Thursday um, for the Big Star Show with my guy Big Game James. Um, and we go live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. All right. Y'all have a good and safe night. Peace. Thank you.